As I said, though, another conversation about Afghanistan and uh, what we need to know about this rapidly changing situation on the ground. For example, ISIS-K. What is ISIS-K? Uh, I don't think many of us have heard much about them, if anything, about them until a week or two ago. And now suddenly um, that is the group that we're focusing on in Afghanistan. We know that um, they've claimed responsibility for the attack that killed dozens of people at the Kabul airport last week. Um, They claimed responsibility, as I said. They were also targeted by U.S. drone attacks over the weekend. Apparently rockets sent at the Kabul airport this morning by ISIS-K. So who is ISIS-K? What are they all about? Let's find out. We're going to chat with Andrew Mines, who is a research fellow at the Program on Extremism at George Washington University. Uh, Mr. Mines, thank you for joining us this morning. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on. So, okay, ISIS-K. Obviously, they're affiliated with what we know as ISIS, right? In some way, you can tell just from the name. But, but who is ISIS-K? What's that affiliation about? So ISIS-K, ISK, ISKP, I'm sure people have heard and seen some different acronyms for the group, but they're the Islamic State's official branch in Afghanistan. They formed in 2015, uh, defecting members from the Afghan and Pakistani Taliban, Al-Qaeda, and other groups basically formed the group's official branch in Afghanistan. And so basically Baghdadi at that point recognizes them as his kind of loyal troops, if you will, on the ground. They aim to establish a territorial entity within the region of what they call Khorasan. That's what the K stands right, for. Okay. It includes Afghanistan, uh, but it used to be a, a lot larger. But for all intents and purposes, the group's focus on Afghanistan right now. So would it be fair to call them sort of the the reconstituted remnants of, as you said, Al-Qaeda and the other groups that we fought against uh, for 20 years over there? This is sort of where the, the leftovers have coalesced? So it's really kind of defecting members from the Afghan and Pakistani Taliban in particular. Okay. Um, these are groups that have operated in the region for years, have a lot of local knowledge, local expertise, and have carried out attacks on both sides of the uh, uh, border between Afghanistan and Pakistan. Um, what have they been up to? I mean, uh, we, we know about the attack last week, but have they been working the same way before? I mean, have there's been other incidents where they've been carrying out terrorist attacks in that part of the world prior to the last week? Absolutely. My colleague Amir Jadun at West Point's uh, Combating Terrorism Center wrote a great report on this. They have carried out lethal attacks. I mean, highly lethal, sometimes in excess of, you know, as we saw recently, but that's not new for them. Over a like, hundred casualties in these in these really spectacular and awful attacks. Those target minorities on, again, in both Afghanistan and Pakistan, government targets, security personnel, international organizations and aid workers. Uh, they, they really target everybody. And so they've been doing this for years now. Okay, so they're they're forced to be reckoned with for sure then. What um, we've seen over the past two weeks and uh, the rapidly changing situation in Afghanistan, will that help their cause? Will they get bigger? Will they become a bigger entity or will this set them back? What do you anticipate uh, their future looking like here? I think there's a very high chance that this will, over time, will help ISK. Uh, we, we kind of predicted this back at the start of the year that, um, and again, U.S. and uh, U.S. defense and intelligence officials were warning us about this, that mm-hmm. if counterterrorism pressure, especially in-country, were not kept on this group, that within 18 to 36 months, they'd be able to reconstitute territory, replenish their ranks, and then eventually, over time, uh, develop the capacity to strike the U.S. and the West again. So we're headed back down that road where we have to be worried about yet another terrorist group operating out of Afghanistan and carrying out attacks in the West. Is that what you're saying? We are headed towards that direction again? 
There, there is a chance. The big thing in ISK's way right now is the Afghan Taliban. And so yeah. right now they're basically trying to pursue this campaign where they make the Afghan Taliban look as weak as possible. They make them look like they can't provide security to the people of Afghanistan, whether that's targeting the Taliban specifically, targeting minority groups, or targeting, um, you know, kind of the evacuation efforts as we've seen. That they're not able to provide security. That's the, what they're trying to do right now. When we took, we know they're rivals of the Taliban. What's that about? Is it just a good old-fashioned power struggle? Is there ideological differences? Why are those two groups at odds? It's a bit of both, right? Uh, ideologically, they're, they're diametrically opposed. The Afghan Taliban is focused only on the borders of Afghanistan that ISIS and ISK don't even recognize. Okay. Right? They want to pursue this global caliphate. They don't recognize international boundaries. and So they view this as kind of, you know, heretical, if you'll, ideologically. And so they're going after the Afghan Taliban as what they call filthy nationalists. That's, that's really, really what they call them. And so they need to show that this group is not the legitimate inheritors of the jihadist legacy. We are. Bin Laden and Zarqawi, bin Laden is basically number two, their legacy, the Afghan Taliban are not the inheritors of that legacy. We are. We're the only legitimate alternative for anybody who wants to kind of follow the jihadist doctrine in Afghanistan and beyond. What about foreign states or actors like that? Did they have backing of, I don't know, throw out a name, Iran, Saudi Arabia? Where do they stand on this group? What we know for sure is that uh, definitely in its kind of, you know, evolving years and, and over time, ISK, ISIS-K got a lot of resources. That's money, trainers, and advisors from the core group in Iraq and Syria. The, the core group is really invested in kind of helping ISK get started in Afghanistan and Pakistan. And so over time, the low end of that is $100,000 a month or something around there, USD. The high end of that is in excess of $100 million. And so that's really hard to verify, but it shows the extent to which the core group is really invested in them. Okay, so uh, something to watch in the days ahead. Uh, Andrew, thanks for the insight. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. You bet. That is Andrew Mines, who is a research fellow at the Program on Extremism at George Washington University. And there's what we're facing in terms of the new terrorist entity.